This show is sponsored by Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus lets you binge on thousands of hit shows anytime, anywhere on your TV, PC, smartphone, or tablet. Support this podcast and get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus when you go to HuluPlus.com slash Joey. That's HuluPlus.com slash Joey. And by DollarShaveClub.com. Get high-quality razors sent to your door every month for a fraction of what you pay at retail. Now, go to DollarShaveClub.com slash church. That's DollarShaveClub.com slash church. Or just go to JoeyDiaz.net and click on the Dollar Shave Club banner. Oh shit, it's Monday motherfucking morning, the 23rd of September, and the best part about it is, you are there, motherfucker, you made it, you woke up, give thanks to the man upstairs, whatever the fuck it is, some black chick with an afro, that makes us wake up in the morning, it's a beautiful fucking day to be alive, we're here, Lee Syatt, the Cuban, the flying Jew, oh shit, kick it Lee. It's Monday, motherfuckers. Get up, wash your dick, wash your pussy. It's got to stink like a fucking duck. Wash that helmet. You never know what's going to happen today. It's a beautiful fucking day. What's the story, though? What do you mean, what's the story? What the fuck is the story? How fucked up were you Friday night? (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I, I made a mistake. You made a mistake. I yes. I made a mistake. I'm not, I'm not, bringing I'm not even going to blame you anymore. I should know that if we have a, a thing, I never take an edible before the show. I should always <laughs> take it during because you're always going to offer it to me on stage, and I can't say no on stage. So when we got there, you gave me a gummy. What you? I, it was it was a cheaper chew gummy, it's right? Green Hornet. They're in Denver and in some and, stores and in L.A. I you know I love gummies because like I the one I'm I'm a pussy with the taste. I just I can't do it. But the gummies are great. <laughs> So I, I was feeling it 10 minutes in with the gummy. I was like, okay. This it went is right good. to you. I, I saw like, it. It went right to me. That's the first time I ate it. I was like, yeah, this is going to be a good fucking night. <laughs> and then and then like I got I get on stage. I'm already a little bit high, but I can handle it. Like I, I can still walk around and stuff. And you, for whatever silly reason, whipped out another gummy, took a huge chunk out of it and like put it in my face. And you got them chanting Lee. Like, I, I, I didn't get them to chant nothing. They yes, you did. No, go, back the, go back to the. Go back to the. I'll, I'll pull it up right Lee, now. Lee, Lee, Lee. Yeah, they yeah. always yell Lee, 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 Lee. And 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 I took it, and within five minutes, I was just like, I, I was listening to it yesterday, and uh, all you could hear was me giggling for like almost the entire show, like. <laughs> I was petrified, and I think I, I couldn't tell if my because Red Band's mic was a little bit hot, but I couldn't tell if mine was because I th- I thought I could hear it when I like laughed into it even from like six feet away, so I like moved it to the side a little bit, and then God, and then after it, I uh, I, I so my someone from work sent me a text. It took me about twenty minutes to respond to the text, and then after we took pictures and everything, you left, and I sat in my car for about thirty minutes. I called I called the girl, and I. I just sat there, and after about, like, I think 20 or 30 minutes, I was like, all right, I can do this. I backed out. I did about 45 down the highway, except about halfway there, I got paranoid that, like, oh, shit, they're going to know I'm going 45, 50. So I made myself do 60, and I just, I white-knuckled it home (laughs) in the right lane, and I was expecting a call, because you usually call me right, like, when we leave, like, I think right when you get on the highway, but I don't, you didn't. I had my own problems. (laughs) 
I was fucking just as high as you were, dog. I was on that 134 holding onto that steering wheel like fucking, you know, like Stallone and Cliffhanger. I was holding on. You know that part on the 134 where you make those turns yeah. and it's real dark? Yep. That was hell for me. I thought the car was going to break down and I was going to be out there walking around. This is what goes through your fucking mind. And then once you skip back into that lane, I was, once I past like Pacific mm -hmm. and all those fucked up streets in Glendale like it's Pacific and then that's that long stretch that long <coughs> stretch always petrifies me because if you break down down there you'll never make it home no that's a fucking ugly stretch out there I started not recognizing signs I was like oh my oh, I, 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 I thought I, I thought I went past and past Sherman Oaks into like Calabasas I was like oh god I'm lost now, I made a mistake and this was my mistake <laughs> and I didn't know this for sure I thought that the guy from Chibachu told me that these were 70 milligrams. <laughs> no, they're not. They're 275 milligrams. You did not give me 275 milligrams. You ate probably I, I the ate... equivalent of a Chibachu, the Decca. I, I, I ate two yeah, you ate two. You ate, a hun you ate probably 175 milligrams of THC Friday night. Oh. It just shocked your system. That just That's like eating a whole... Decca Chiba Chew at one time. And like you I do, do that on purpose. Yeah, I do that just to fucking wake up, just to uh, breathe on a motherfucker. It would have been so nice to just have the half. I don't remember the podcast. <laughs> I don't remember the live podcast. I just remember going off and yelling and then Red Band. And I remember being out there talking to you guys and I got in the car. And then I had my own problems. And all I kept thinking about was the taco man. Because I knew he could save me. And I called you from the taco thing. Um, you didn't answer because I wanted to tell you there was a DUI thing. On Lancashire, and you would have failed it. Oh, yeah. Even if you didn't have any cocktails, you would have failed it because I would have failed it. I went around and got the taco man from behind, <laughs> and I got uh, two tacos and a fucking Diet Coke, and that's what slowed me down. Okay. And then I went home and I rolled a joint. You, oh. oh, fuck yeah. I had a, I had a, this I had one a, lady kept trying to give me a joint. Oh, there was a I, bunch of people like, that smoked. Nope. The crazy blonde lady. Yeah. That was taping us. They got mad at us. I said, don't tape us smoking. You know, we're just out here smoking, having a. Listen, man, there's a couple of etiquette things. After the shows, when we're taking, after we take pictures and we start smoking dope, I want everybody just to smoke dope like you were in high school. There's no more celebrities in the room. There's no nothing. Nothing bothers me more when somebody takes a camera out at the end when we're smoking dope and it's just 20 people chilling. These mm -hmm. are the, you know, these are the fucking Green Berets. They don't want to be on fucking Facebook. I don't give a fuck where you put me. But these people that are back there, some of them have jobs. Some of them have IT jobs. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be on fucking YouTube smoking dope, uh, you know. So at the end of the shows, when we're outside taking pictures, you want to take a picture, that's fine. Don't put your fucking camera on and make a YouTube video. You know, it's us. It's us smoking. This guy's got the people's faces and shit. And like I said, I don't give a fuck where, where you put me. But there's a guy there who probably works for a fucking uptight white supremacist boss, you know. Oh, whatever. I don't fucking know. There's a lot of people that don't do that shit. That's what got me. But it was a great night. I think I, I had a great fucking water box. We were all fucking high. I had a pocket oh, yeah. full of those Chibo gels, whatever. Oh. I was just giving them out to Jordan, to Edgar. Yeah. No, Edgar was fucked up, too. Edgar was fucked up, too. We were fucked up. And then I looked at it, you know. I can't see without my glasses. My vision's going on a daily fucking basis. I can't even look at little things on my fucking phone no more. Really? And the doctor told me, if this continues, you're going to have to come back. And I'm going to have to go back and get, like, fucking full-time glasses. And I don't give a fuck, because this sucks. Listen, there's two things. There's a couple things that give me anxiety. When I got to take a shit, 
and I don't want to. <laughs> well, you, you ever get to take a shit and you don't want to? Like, I don't want to take a shit right now. I'm doing something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you got to stop and go take a fucking shit. That drives me fucking crazy. It does? I tell you what I get, what's giving me anxiety lately is ever since I went for that fucking ear infection, my nose is fucked up now. It's clogged, so I can't breathe. And from time to time, in the afternoon, I forget to spray that fucking shit I spray in my nose at Afrin, which is definitely no good for you, and it's addictive. I can feel it now. And uh, it, my nose clogs up. If I go to jiu-jitsu, or I'm on my back sometimes, my nose clogs up. That gives me fucking anxiety as fuck. Well, that, make, that makes sense, but why does shitting Because you sometimes anxiety? you're on the computer, you're writing, you're getting yeah, into yeah. it. You're like, oh, man, this is, look at me, I'm, I'm turning into a good writer. And all of a sudden, you're like, what the fuck is this pain in my stomach? Fuck. Fuck, fuck, and after like 10, 15 minutes, you gotta go shit. Well, does, does being high make you shit? Because every time I'm on an edible, I have to, I take the biggest. I shit all the fucking time. Oh, no, but. That, I, and I go to the doctor and I tell him, and he goes, what, what's wrong with that? He yeah. goes, sometimes that's good for you. That, that means you're fucking healthy, you know what I mean? No, 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 nothing wrong with taking a good fucking dump from time to time. I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> this is Monday fucking morning, people. It was a fucking great weekend. Yeah. You know, and let me tell you what. So, Friday I did jujitsu and I met with. Aubrey from On It. Nice. A nice lunch at Chibo. Chibo. You ever go to Chibo in Hollywood? No. Across from uh, my favorite gym there. That's where Justin Fortune has his gym. And McAfoley is the boxing Oh, is that there. by uh, Meltdown that we went to? That yeah, yeah, yeah. Across oh, okay. from Meltdown. There's Chibo. That's a great restaurant strip. A lot of people don't know that about Hollywood. And you don't need $10,000 to eat that. Chibo, you get the fucking micro-organic salad mm -hmm. and get a half order of known as spaghetti. You're good to go. I'm a fat fuck, and I'm good to go. Half order of spaghetti and the full salad, I'm good to fucking go. You go three doors down, I'm not particularly crazy about it, but fuck it, I've had the pad thai shrimp there, and it's phenomenal. Thai, thai mm -hmm. on Sunset, you've been there with the girl? Coconut no, soup no, and shit? I mean, you've told me I've about seen it, yeah. Joe Rogan. I, I, I've, I've been in there with a lot of people to get the pad thai shrimp, and I've seen people's faces who love Thai food, and their faces drop. I love Thai food. How good it is in there. That's there. If you walk down two blocks, you hit the fucking aroma. Oh, okay. The Jews. You could buy a machine gun in there off the Israelis. <laughs> they don't fuck around. But their open face steak sandwich, they got some shit. Their salads, their salmon salad is one of the best fucking salads you ever have in your life. Just salmon, lettuce, and tomato, and onions. Oh, really? my wow. fucking God. They have this. I, I go there with Ari. Ari gets the hummus. That's I don't smack him in the ass. <laughs> You know, that's the national fucking tree in that fucking place. <laughs> but uh, that's a great block. But I went to went to Jiu-Jitsu Boom Saturday. I went to a kid's soccer game, which is a blast. My friend's daughter's soccer game. She's eight. Yeah. Then we went to JB's or BJ's to eat. Okay. Had the chicken tortilla soup and the salad. Fucking delicious. Then I, I watched the fight at home, you know. And then uh, yesterday, what did I do yesterday? Went to the farmer's market. No, you like doing that. I love the farm. Does, you, does uh, Mercy like it? Like she don't give a fuck. As uh, long as it's sunny out and she's not in the house, she loves it. I take. I get some. Uh, I get some fish. I get some halibut. Mm -hmm. I get some uh, the other shit that people eat the sea bass. I get two mm -hmm. pieces, little pieces of that. I get some. I get some peaches and Chinese apples, and we get some watermelon juice, and we split a pizza while we're there. They have a great fucking pizza slice there. If you ever go to the farmer's market on Sundays in Laurel Canyon, tremendous pizza. I'll have to try it out. Yeah. And then that's it. I went to open roller jiu-jitsu. I got beat up. You know, I like getting beat up. So I worked <laughs> out three days in a row. Today I was supposed to do a kettlebell workout with some fucking strength and conditioning. I don't know. I'm fucking sore. I slept good last night, though. You sleep last night? Yeah, kind of. I, I was up a little bit late because I, 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 I worked yesterday because they shot over the weekend. <clears throat> 
<coughs> so by the time I got home and watched Breaking Bad and stuff, I, I went to bed like midnight. You bad motherfucker. You have to start watching that, dude. You know what? I'm watching the first season. Oh, you really? They play it on Mondays on IFC. Oh, okay. So I taped them to episode five, you know. It's a great... It, you know what? I got to get into the show. You know, it's funny. Dave Chappelle said that... Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about that. He said that... Uh, he said that uh, bad Breaking Bad is like the wire for white people. Yeah. <laughs> I was fucking dying. He did the whole thing. It was the most amazing week. You know, Jill Hamitsu, I talk to her a lot. She does the calendar mm-hmm. for Death Squad. Really sweet girl. She's going to be at the show Saturday. I talked to Jill. Jill was coming out with a bunch of guys from Death Squad. And I explained to Jill. I go, Jill, I don't want you or anybody else to think I'm rude. But this lifestyle is very crazy. And I enjoy it. <clears throat> I enjoy kicking the balls every once in a fucking while. My wife doesn't like it because she doesn't like the amount of work that she thinks that I can't handle, that I could handle. You know, my mm-hmm. wife worries about me. So she's like, I don't know if you should do that movie. Why not? It's eight days. Then you have to go to San Francisco. And he's just coming back from Portland. You know what I'm saying? So uh, you uh, you have to, it, it's the law of diminishing returns. You mm-hmm. never want to do too many things because then I'm giving everything 50 fucking percent. I did that for years. I thought I could shoot movies and do the week. No. Now it's either one or the other one. <clears throat> so it's funny. Last Tuesday, I'm sitting there with my wife eating and the kid and the phone rings and they ask me if I'm available for the Denver show Wednesday night. So I come in, I did the podcast, I go immediately, I jump on a fucking plane, shoot to Denver, get to my hotel room, walk over to the Fiddler's Green, which I saw Don Henley there, you know, 18,000 people, I get there. When I get on stage, they did a pre-show on the side, which was great to see Brody Stevens. Brody looks great. Oh, he does? Brody's a bad motherfucker. I've known Brody since he was a kid. You know, I I was an adult already when I met Brody, but Brody was a kid, you know? And uh, he treats me, he loves me, and I love him. And that's it. There's some people that you just love Mm -hmm. because you've been through hell with them. You know, it's like Josh is calling today. You know, I don't see Josh any day, but when we talk for five minutes on the phone, the love is there. We've been through too much together. I know his kids, you know. uh, I saw Brody, boom, then he goes, you got to go up. And I went up, and I was scared. You know, I did whatever, mediocre. The front seats weren't sitting. People were just settling into their seats. Mm -hmm. I was the warm-up act, you know. And then uh, Hannibal Burris was great. Uh, Josh Blue was fucking great. Yeah, you he, told, he, he was when he called me like, you know who's cool, Josh. Blue? Josh Blue is a cool motherfucker. That little motherfucker. We must have smoked eighty fucking pipe pillows. He <laughs> kept me alive because I didn't bring weed to Denver. Why would you bring deep weed to Denver? Yeah, it's like bringing fucking sand to the beach. You know, <laughs> the Chibo two guys came out. They oh, came cool. to the show and they brought me the the new chocolate bars that they have. Dabs. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a 200 milligram mint chocolate or 100 sativa, 100 fucking indica, tremendous. And they gave me a bag of those fucking gummies. And I've been eating those gummies like a, like a, like an accident. Victim. Like the actual gummies? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to eat them today, though. I'm going to go straight today. I got shit late night tonight. Oh, okay. But it's so weird how I told Jill that uh, I explained to Jill about lifestyle. That my lifestyle, I can never make plans. Mm-hmm. I know exactly. It, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a horrible lifestyle to have. But I like it. You know, it throws my social life out the window. So I have no commitment to social life, which I've never really enjoyed that shit anyway. You know, it's I'm the type of guy that wants friends, but not really. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I get pissed off and go, I want to do more things. Not really. I enjoy my time alone. I enjoy my time writing. I enjoy my time with the friends that I have. But uh, what was I talking about? I don't fucking know. About- <laughs> so uh, It's so weird. Like, I don't like fucking weddings. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to go to a wedding every fucking week. I look at my niece. 
She's 21 living in Jersey. You know what that means? What? You go to a wedding every fucking week. That's what that fucking means. So you're either going to a fucking wedding or you're either going to a goddamn funeral. Every fucking week. I wish I was lying to you. When I was 20 and 21, I would get wedding invitations. I couldn't believe this shit. You know, when you live in Colorado, it's two, 300 a fucking gift. A yeah. plane ticket, a plane ticket for your date. The, 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 the fucking hotel, the cocaine, the restaurants. It's a lot of fucking money. So when I got into comedy, I was like, whew, thank God I don't have to fucking go to the weddings anymore. I'm not kidding you. Because you're always working. I'm always fucking working on Saturdays. Don't call me on a Saturday because you're going to get the same result. Even if I'm not working, I'm fucking working. <laughs> I'm always fucking working. So it's, it's so weird that that weekend that she was coming, I was going out of town to shoot that documentary. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing led to the other. So Tuesday, boom, I, I, you know, I was telling Jill that I, I don't make plans, you know, and, and, I, and I hate telling this to the podcast people this way, but boom, Tuesday, we get the call to go to Denver, we do the podcast, I go to Denver, I get back fucking Thursday, mm-hmm. and at the airport, Thursday morning, I'm talking to my booking agent, and I, as I'm talking to him, I hear bleep, you know, when you hear a beep on your phone, <laughs> yeah, and I get off the phone, and I look, and it's an email from my agent, theatrical agent. That I have an audition that they moved it from eleven thirty to three twenty. Uh, so that night, mm-hmm. I had when it was eleven o'clock. I thought I couldn't make it, so I barely looked at the sides. But as I was reading the sides, which are the sheets you read at the audition, mm-hmm. I noticed. I go, "Oh fuck, this is me." Oh really? Right there, I looked at the se- guy's second line. I go, "This is me." He's a, a fire, a pizza guy in Brooklyn. And his, his business gets burnt down. Okay. So I read it. Boom. I go home. I make copies. I fucking yellow it out. I cut the audition up. <clears throat> you know, I write it out. And I'm like, this could be me. I could fucking book this. But I look at the dates. And it's the same week I'm in Portland, Oregon. So I go, God damn it. It starts on the 23rd. And it shoots to the 28th or something, the 27th. I go, fuck. I go, you know what? I'm not going to not go in. This is something I used to do, not go in. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, book it, and everything will fall into place. Yeah. Go in there and book the fucking job. So I went down there, I went over to, to CBS Radford, went in there. I knew as I was reading. As I walked in, they both looked at me like, oh, fuck. <laughs> They're like, thank you for coming in. I sat down, I read it one time. I said, let's read it again. She goes, don't look at me when you say that line. I read it, boom, walked out, and I knew right there. They even said to me, thank you. They even like, <laughs> What was that whistle? <laughs> no. Holy fuck, is that my lung? I gotta stop smoking reefer, right? Did you hear that thing? It's I like did. A, like a I wasn't fuck. gonna say anything. <laughs> it's like a kazoo. I like it. When your lung has a whistle in it, it's time to go see a couple doctors. You know what I'm saying? But that's when you know you're smoking some heavy duty reefer. I don't fuck around, people. I ain't fucking around no more. So I, I leave there, and it's Thursday, right? It's uh-huh. Thursday. Yeah. Right, Thursday. So sure enough, Friday. I'm driving, it's 3 o'clock, I'm going to meet my wife, we're going to have all these plans. And I go, holy fuck, I didn't book that job. They would have called me by now, it's 3 o'clock. They would have called me, ah, fuck it, next one, you know. Mm-hmm. I get home, I take my shoes off, I sit down, I pick up the bed, and the phone rings, and there it is. The agent's number, I go, I booked uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Terry. She looked at me, I looked at it, I got it, I talked to them, but I have to shoot. They wanted me to shoot Tuesday and Friday. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. I told him, absolutely, I would have had to cancel Portland just Friday. We could have done the podcast, and then I would have gone back Saturday. And Sunday, We would have, I would have done the two shows on Friday. 
but they hit me up yesterday, and my agent tried to fucking kill it, and they couldn't kill it. They said either we shoot Tuesday and Thursday or we recast. We love Joey, but we can't. Yeah. So I'm shooting Tuesday and Thursday, so I won't be able to do a podcast with Lee in Portland Thursday. But I get to do four shows on Friday and Saturday, so yeah. we get. So it's gonna be. We'll, so we'll, we'll come around and do it. And then but... I had to cancel Chicago the following week because I got the other movie. Yeah. So I start shooting that on Tuesday. So. But it means you're, it means you're doing well. It means you're. It means you're we're funny. Busy. This is we're busy. Yeah. You know we're busy, and this is the time of the year. I, you know, it's always a different fucking time of the year for me. So mm-hmm. some years, but usually September to December, with December being the strongest. Is usually the best time of the year for me. Mm-hmm. So we booked a fucking show and it looks pretty good. It's Andy Sandberg, the guy from The Wire, mm-hmm. uh, my buddy from fucking The Longest Yard, the guy that played the black guy, Terry Crews. And, so, they're, and they're really pushing it. There's billboards everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we got a good fucking job, people. Yeah. So there you go. So we're on Brooklyn Nine Nine. We got the dog that saved Easter next week with Dean Kane again. And uh, the movie in the December. Movie, whatever the fuck happens, man. Yeah, this is it. This is what you do. This is why you get up every fucking morning and read and write stupid fucking jokes. Where's the music, Lee cocksucker? Let's spark this joint. It's Monday, September 23rd. You know what I'm saying? If you started last week and you fucked up, fuck it. Start again this week. That's what Mondays are for. Oh, shit. Look at this fucking reefer. You ready for this? I'm, I'm too high already. Mm. God damn it. The goal is to make your eyeballs look the same red as your t-shirt. I, wanna be I just realized that I'm high. Like right before when you were lighting up, I'm like, oh god, I hope he doesn't ask me to smoke. Come on, come on over here, we don't Too high. Come here. You gotta go in the 405. You don't drive in the 405 again. I'm gonna cut motherfuckers Ah, pays to smoke the best bitches. Where's that whistle in my lung? You inhaling me? You ain't pulling a Bill Clinton on me. As you used to do with me. Who leave you to learn that misery loves company? Wait and see. You know who was good to see the other night? Who? Red Band. Yeah, he was great. Let me tell you something, people. Red Band's a fucking great kid. Okay? I want you to fucking come and sit opposite me and Joe Rogan in a fucking booth one day and try to get a word in edgewise. And then, and then what the worst thing is, okay. when people give him shit, that's stuff I would have said. He, like, he's, he's like me. We like He was a projectionist. He's, he's a goofy guy. He just, I mean, He's I, a great he, fucking kid. I actually, I actually had a. Uh, I was planning on thanking him. Actually, hold on, my oh. man Anthony Spina's on the phone here. Spina, what's happening, baby? I'm doing the podcast. Everything all right? I just take your call because I want to congratulate you, cocksucker. I love you, you and the wife. Where are you headed for the honeymoon? They're going to fucking South Africa for a honeymoon. That's a honeymoon right there. I love you. Wish every, give everybody a kiss. And I didn't forget. I gave Lee the card. On Monday, the oh, that's my boy right oh, here. Cool. Thank, don't thank you. Thank you, brother. Okay, and when we uh, see you, we're gonna take care. We're gonna hook up. We're gonna jump up and down and eat Chiba Chews again. We'll do some jumping jacks. I love you. Be safe in South Africa. You the man. I forgot to tell him to congratulate him online. Anthony Spina, his beautiful wife, the guy from the Palms. Lee, tell him how I gave you the card the oh. other day. 
So after after the podcast, uh, and we'll get back to Red Band in a second. I just realized we stopped talking about it. Um, after the podcast, Red Band had his Death Squad show, and and he told me he was doing it. He told me he had a show right before the podcast, and when he said you were doing it. Even before the podcast, I was like, oh, so Joey's opening it, right? Because I knew you weren't going to stick around. So, right at, like, literally after we got done taking pictures and got done smoking weed, you went up to do the show, and I just went to watch because I was high and I, I followed you. I don't know. Um, but as we were waiting right at the door to go in, he's like, and you've, and you've seen him on the church, and you went in your wall and you pulled out a gift card, and you, like, handed it to me, rushed. I was like, what the fuck? Because I, I, you told me, like, when you went to New York, they gave me a gift card. Which I can't wait to use because I love the palms. The fucking steak's amazing. But, like, you handed it to me, like, eight, eight seconds before you went on stage. And I was finally not high yesterday. So I was like, I was like, hey, let me ask you something. Why Why did you hand that to I me? I don't know. Because I have a problem with shit going through my mind. I don't execute and the thing leaves my mind. We all have that fucking problem. And we got to start taking care of it. It ain't just me. People fucking email me and I talk to people all the time. You get a fucking thing in your head sometimes. Like, wow. Maybe... I should write a story. Maybe I should do a work. Maybe I should do this work. And I know it doesn't happen to me alone. It happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Something comes to your mind, and just about you're about to write it down. The phone rings. Something else comes to your mind. Then you lose the thought. Mm-hmm. And you lose the of what you or you remember the thought, but you forget what you were gonna really fucking write about, like mm-hmm. or something like that, or whatever the fuck you were gonna do. And that's why I can't forget. I had that in my wallet since Monday. Oh, okay. So I did two podcasts with you. Didn't even fucking think about it. When I got to the car, I thought about it. Fuck! I didn't give him. As soon as I put my wallet on the front seat, yeah. Fuck! I didn't give him the goddamn gift card. Card. Because I was worried since I was so stoned. Because I I had told I told my dad about it like that. I think earlier that I think on the ride there I had mentioned it because he's coming in November. I said, "Oh, cool, we'll get steaks." Um. And I was worried in my highness that I had blacked out and asked you for it right before you went on stage. I was like, oh, God, I hope I didn't get high and ask him for the gift card right before he went on stage. Lee, I got the, like I said, you know, there's no fucking amount of, I try to take everything. I take the PS94, I take the Alpha Brains, I take the fucking uh, Alpha Brain. I'm sorry. Wait, do you mean P90X? Yeah, no, no, not P90X, (laughs) the other pill that they have, ATP, whatever. I, I try to do so many things for my. I haven't gotten on luminosity yet because I'm not that much of a fucking moron. But uh, I need to do exercises for my mind. How <laughs> <laughs> about smoke a joint and fucking turn the lights off? <laughs> That's a fucking exercise for your mind right there. You're sitting there in the dark listening to Black Sabbath, Master Reality, thinking about your debt. Uh, <sighs> I don't, I don't even fucking know. So well, just quickly on Red Band, I had like I had thought about saying something to him because he really like started the like like there wouldn't you wouldn't be doing this without him and Joe and I wouldn't have what I'm doing without him. He basically he started it up and some people <coughs> I think I, I think that's why he and I he likes me honestly because when when I first started someone wrote to me and said something like oh you're you're great and but you're better than Red Band and I said hey, well, Red Band started this out for people like. It, and I said that to him. I think he, he started following me then, but uh, he's a, he's a cool guy. He took me back to to the studio he has, and he showed me some stuff. And and he like he's just goofy. I love him. Yeah. I love him. I really uh, have learned to love him, and I like him. Like I don't need to have him and Joe together. I don't need to have him together with anybody. I I, mm-hmm. I adore hanging out with him by himself. He's a fucking. Funny little fucking guy, especially like there's times I go to a way on with him, me, him, and Joe. Mm-hmm. We'll go to a hotel, 
<laughs> and he's up early, so he'll call me. We'll smoke a joint, go to breakfast, giggle, and then he'll go buy clothes. Really? Yeah, he'll go. He'll find the Macy's. He'll take a cab to a fucking Macy's, and call me from Macy's. Come on down here. I found these hundred and fifty dollar pants for seventy five dollars. <laughs> you know, he's just a, a nutty guy. You do comedy with him at night. You know, you, you walk back to the hotel with him. He's drooping. The next morning you call him and he's been out till eight in the fucking morning at some strip club with three fucking hookers. It's just it's craziness. And I wish I had that endurance. I'm a pussy. Well, now. I've been a pussy for fucking 15 years, since I was 36 or 35, bro. Trust me what I'm telling you. I can't live like that no more. He's 40. Yeah, he that's can, something you don't think about. He can still stay out and drink and shit. I can't fucking do that. Last time I was doing that was 2000. That's 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. I was 37 years old. I was a fucking loser and a half doing that shit. Going out and going to hotels and snorting blow by myself and shit. Jesus. And staying out till 7 in the morning paranoid. That, that's a fucking nightmare life, man. I'm rolling up on six years of that shit, not doing it. That's I gotta crazy. I got to tell you, man, it's fucking crazy. Not, not, and the beauty that it's been, it's not doing it and not thinking about it. Yeah. You know what was great? When you said, when you opened, when we were talking earlier about the the uh, farmer's market, I was like, how, you would never have imagined he would be like, Selling, oh yeah, I get fair chicken and a nice watermelon juice. And I, I, I've always gone pizza. to the farmer's market because when I was doing all that blow, I felt that if I drank a watermelon juice and ate an apple, oh, okay, I was doing something positive for my system. If I ate sushi and drank water, like a mineral water, like at, at Justin Fortune's gym, they sell that water. That yeah. They don't feel it's sore. I think they take something out of it or they put something in it. But were you as excited about it? Like, you were like, oh, it was a great Sunday. I went to the farmer's market. Like, and I was like, six, seven years ago, he was doing blow. And nah, but I've always I've always been a fan of those things. Remember, I lived in Boulder. So that, that hippie type of, of thing I liked. Mm -hmm. I liked. I really enjoy that outdoor stuff. I really enjoy that these people grew it. Is it do they really grow it? Because they have one in Boston, and it used to piss me off because it would bring, just bring boxes. Of apples. And it says from Hawaii. I'm like, I want, I want what you actually do. You know, like the fishing guys. You know, it's just nice that I have, a, I have contact with the same people every week. Mm -hmm. I'm a big, small business type guy. You know, I grew up in a different society. There's a lot of young people that don't remember that. You know, walking down your street and there being a shoe guy that would fix purses and and, and sew everything for you. You know, uh, the other day I ripped my fucking kickboxing shin things. I went to a leather guy, and he fixed them better than anybody else could fix. He fixed them better than the manufacturer. Mm -hmm. You know, but he's a guy in the corner. I gave 20 bucks to, you know. <clears throat> I enjoy knowing the butcher's name. When I go to Ralph's, I don't know the fucking butcher's name. No. I buy meat off the fucking rack. I want to walk in, and the butcher goes, I got something for you. Come here. And we go in the back, and he shows me this piece of fucking meat that he hasn't even put out yet. Or these lobster tails he got that he's not putting out till Monday. And it's Saturday afternoon. Oh. You Do you think me? that still exists anyway? Yes, yes. Did you see that? There's a kid on Facebook that wrote about Norman the Butch in Hollywood at the Hollywood Ralphs. No, you told me about that. That, that. If you went on there, that guy was my butcher. Why? Because I'd have, a, I'd have a life with him. He knew I had a wife. At the time, he knew I had a girlfriend. We both liked to eat steaks. So every time I walk in there, come here. Look at these thin steaks I got. You know, he's a big black guy. Mm -hmm. 
So that that's that's lost in this country. You know, a place where you could go to when you go to when you go to a, the local chain in your town wherever anybody lives, you just buy apples, or you buy you go to the organic side and you go to the regular side, and you buy bananas, or you buy this, or you buy that. When you go to a farmer's market, you communicate with one guy. He's your conduit to what's going on. Don't buy the cherries this week. They're not that good. Ooh, I know you don't like Chinese apples. Take three of them. They're sweet and a little baby likes them. The guy I go to sells us the fruit, gives us a discount. Because my wife goes to him downtown on Thursdays oh. in the farmer's market downtown. So her and her employees from work walk over there. So she goes, that's a guy from downtown. He, he He's Cuban. <laughs> so we always talk. So at the end of everything on Sunday, he walks over with an apple or a peach and he gives it to to Mercy, mm-hmm. to her hand. From his hand to her hand. That's very special. They don't do that no more in this fucking country. No. And the kids that are 20, you forgot about that, where the guy would walk from behind the counter. Every fucking Sunday, he stops what he's doing with 50 people in front of him. I know mean, he's got other employees. And he gets a fruit and he brings it to Mercy. And it's a free fruit. You know, when I was a kid, there used to be a, across the street from my mother's bar, way before the New Moon Chinese uh, restaurant there, there was a, an Italian deli where the guy would wear a smock, you know, and he'd slice cold cuts for you, and he had buckets with avocados and potatoes, and you went and grabbed them. But what I remember from that was the back wall. I really remember the back wall, because the back wall was where you got up and he had all the penny candy. So he had all this penny candy in boxes, you know, like fruit boxes. Yeah. But you had to get on a fruit barrel to go. Like your parents would have to pick you up and you'd reach and you'd get the candy canes. What other fuck candy he had? I don't fucking know. Does it matter? But after I buy everything, after I give him the 50 cents, or like my mother had the bar right across the street. So a lot of times my mother would have a beef with me. Like I'd have an argument with her or whatever the fuck. And somebody <laughs> would be there and they'd go, let's walk him across the street. I, I remember being four, like in five, and like somebody from the bar walking across the street with me and saying, get whatever you want. And at the end of everything, the guy would go in the back and come out and give me a caramel apple. You know what you feel like when you're fucking four or five? That the guy went in the back and got you that. So my daughter's too fucking young to realize what's going on. But when she's three or four, she's going to realize that this guy comes out every day. Every Sunday, this fucking guy comes out when I'm home. And that's why I try to get back early. Because the earlier I get back, I go to farmer's market with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, hit the same people every week. There's the Mexican people who got the hot dogs with the bacon on them. Oh. You know that, right? No. They, different, didn't. different people. And they come up from Downey. But they have juices. So they have watermelon juice. They got strawberry with milk and ice. Nice. Watered down. They have, you know, tamarindo. Then they have a paella station. You didn't go there with your girlfriend. You go on no. next fucking Sunday, cocksucker. You go like at 9.30, you park your car. And you walk around, they have like uh, fruit and apples and peaches and, and all this stuff. And at the end, they have a mule and the kids go on the mule and, and they go up and down, they jump and, and you know, and, and to watch. I mean, it, listen, it's not my favorite farmer's market. This one up here in Laurel Canyon because it's a bunch of fake people. You know, you got a couple yeah. actors in there and they stand in the middle and they clog up the traffic and you want to smack them in the fucking face because move over, you fuck. <laughs> move over. What the fuck you doing in the middle for? You know? Uh, you have paparazzi up there. Really? Oh, yeah. They're fucking idiots, too. Do they ever go after you? Uh, once. About a year ago, they went up to me up there when my wife was pregnant. I told them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I really did. They got stupid. 
he got really stupid. I think he's like an apprentice. It's a couple of them. It's a fat little Chinese guy. Looks like a Buddha. <laughs> he's got like a little fucking mustache and shit. Last week they were chasing somebody. You know, a farmer's market usually go with your child. You know, you're gonna go up there and take fucking pictures like a little faggot with your fucking <laughs> camera. By the way, speaking of facts, did you see Liberace one last night? I saw you were excited about you it. See I- Michael Douglas one last night, and, I, and, I, and as I was switching to the channels last night, it was on. And I watched it for a little while. Fucking tremendous. One of my favorite movies. I still have to watch it. I thought of you the other day. You don't have HBO. No, because DirecTV called me and they were like, we can offer you HBO for 10 bucks a month. I said no. And as I was saying, I was like, Joey, I could could hear is, just just pay the 20 bucks, cocksucker. 10 bucks a month and you got HBO. Think about that. I I don't watch the TV I have right now. I don't watch the TV. Just watch for fucking 10 bucks. You got it. What's 10 bucks? It's a hundred. It's hundred twenty bucks a year. What's ten bucks? You, you're making dough. You're an editor. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Fuck it. It all adds up. You got chicks coming over here. Yeah. You want you, you watch the Cat Williams special? Yeah. The first one. Which one? Catapalooza or the first one with the fucking oh the Pim Chronicles? Yeah. Yeah. What's he saying there? That at his house he's got alizé. He don't drink alizé, but it's from one of the bitches, bitches come do. over, right? Yeah. The sheets they're white. They're covered. And you're a player now. Yeah, yeah. So you gotta have HBO for the freaks. Maybe she don't want to watch fucking Breaking Bad. She does. Maybe she wants to watch Boardwalk Empire on a Sunday. You ever think of that? <laughs> huh? I'm sorry. For the ten bucks, and then you add Hulu Plus for the seven ninety nine a month. No, that I already have that. See what I'm saying? And how the fuck are you gonna lose? So you got Hulu and HBO fucking up. You do good just with Hulu. With, with Hulu alone, people do fucking good. Seven ninety nine a month, eight dollars a fucking month, ninety six a year. You're watching shows. Who's better than you? And we give you two weeks for fucking free. So you get the Hulu, and now you got HBO. For $10, Lee. You're breaking my fucking heart. You know the documentaries you're missing? What about sports? Listen, real sports is a type of show that even if they did... You you never seen a documentary about the fucking kids in India, the jockeys? No, but you're watching... Grand Theft Auto, like a fucking guy oh, mugging hookers fuck and, yeah, yeah. And, and, and ripping off car drug dealers, cocksucker. I was. I was saving the world last night. <laughs> See, you can't get me high and expect me to have a real conversation. Um, no, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I uh, from from the time I was in high school to the to now, like my my my, we were a little bit well off when I was younger, but from from high school until about a year ago, things have been tight. And now that I'm finally making just uh, like I'm not like week to week, I st- I still don't want to spend the money. Last night, me and my wife had nothing for dinner at the house, and I got in the fucking car. Mm-hmm. And we, what, what are we gonna eat? I don't know. What do you feel like eating? I don't know. What do you feel like eating? I don't know. What do you feel like eating? Maybe we'll go to the Argentinian food. There's always a salad. No, maybe we'll go to the, maybe we'll go to this place. And I said, fuck it, let's just go to Chibo. I went the other day, and the organic salad was delicious. And I'll get a side order of the pizza or the, the spaghetti because the spaghetti comes meatless. Okay. Delicious red sauce. Delicious. And in the middle of this, I said, you know what? I'm not fucking going to Hollywood on a Sunday to drop a hundred fucking bucks, whether I have it or not. Mm-hmm. I'm not fucking going down. I made a U-turn and went to Rouse. We went and spent two hundred fucking dollars in groceries, and that's it. And we made a salad at the fucking house. I understand what it is to be cheap or not cheap. My time is valuable on Sundays. I didn't want to go to a restaurant, spend an hour there, and then have to go to fucking Ralph's. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, and I understand, but for the simplicity of it, HBO had 19 things on there last night that I would watch. Really? Because when you have HBO, they give you all those other shit. Right or wrong, they give you all those other channels. Probably. 
Yeah, they have a thousand things a night. I'm not a TV guy. I can't sit there and watch, uh, you know, fucking... Uh, 20 hours a yeah. Yeah, it's just not for me no more. It's just not, and, I, and I'm not mad if somebody does it. It's just when I'm sitting there watching, I know I, I could be doing something else. Yeah. You know, I need to write bits. I need to write this fucking book. So for me to sit there and throw fucking nine hours away at once, I would love to be able, but that's what I think about. You know, that's the type of guy I think about. I gotta go, I'm thinking about doing laundry. Even though I don't have to do laundry until Tuesday. <laughs> you know, I'm always thinking about what the fuck I could be doing. Mm-hmm. That's why it's hard for me to sit there for five hours. Yeah, you wanna watch? I watched uh, Breaking Bad. Tonight I watched Breaking Bad. I think I have nine episodes in the first season. Oh, cool. I wanted to start it from the first season. Oh, you have to? Yeah, there's no way. And it's pretty interesting. He lost his job, he had cancer. You know, I fucking get it. I would sell drugs, too. I think I think in about two weeks, you're going to be coming on like, I fucking stayed up for 27 hours watching. Because once you get to like the end of the first, into the second season, it, it, it hooks you. Now, Dexter was the finale last night. Yeah, that, but that's something I know. I don't have short I time. didn't watch it. I watched the first 10 minutes of it. And again, I had to answer emails. It's it's. I couldn't do it. And my wife left me. If my wife would have stayed out there, I would have watched Dexter. I would have sat with her. Mm-hmm. Because I have I, I have a feeling that in my life I have to sit with her and watch a TV show on a Sunday night. See, America used to watch the fucking guy that used to do music. See, we used to watch... Uh, now they have Sunday Night Football. Instead of Sunday Night Football, they had American whatever. We watch yeah. animals and shit like that. No, American bandstand oh. on Saturday mornings. Okay. And then the, the 7 a.m., 7 p.m. on Sundays was the Lawrence Welk show. Uh-huh. So America watched Lawrence Welk and watched fucking Liberace play the piano and people dance. And, you know, people love that shit, which that became Dancing with the Stars. We're a generation of dancing. Mm-hmm. So our generation loves Dancing with the Stars. It's, well, oh, my God the fuck out of him and watch TV and watch fucking people dance. You know, uh, I was telling somebody a story that a lot of people don't know. They were going to do magic with the stars. Did you know that? No, they weren't. Yes, they were. <laughs> there used to be a girl comic in, in San Diego that was a very sweet girl. She's the one that held Doug Stanhope's balls when he shaved his balls on stage in Austin about 15 years ago. Her name is Jen, I think. Really sweet girl. And she was a magician. Her father was, they're from New York, and her father was uh, a vaudeville guy. I don't know, one of those street performers in the circus. So this girl learned how to be a fucking magician. You know, she grew up in a fucking circus. Fucking comedian. Grew up in a circus. Like a Puerto Rican circus, not like Ringling Brothers. (laughs) So she moved to New York to do comedy or something, and she would keep in touch with me from time to time. One night I got a call, and she was cute, and I was doing blow, and I know she did blow. And, you know, when somebody's cute, and you know that you could do blow with them, you know, the next move eventually is going to be sucking her fucking pussy at 5 in the morning, all <laughs> coked up with dry cotton mouth and shit. So I knew something was going to go down between us eventually. She was a young, cute girl, and I was a coked up pervert. And one night she called me, and I was sleeping uh-huh. on a Monday night, and she goes, hey, man, can you get a package? And I'm like, where are you? She's like, I'm at the Magic Castle. Oh, shit. Okay. And she broke it down for me. She got a job. She's going to be working with uh, the other magicians on the show. I got to sneeze. One of these fucking, one of these smoke rings went in my nose. <laughs> so uh, she keeps calling me. Can I get a blow? And it's Monday night. Something happened. I had an audition. And any other night, I would have got up and got a blow and went over and take my dick out and jerked off and you know something disgusting. 
So I told her no. So she called me back and she goes, she's at a bar and she's with some magician buddies. And I go, all right, all right, have a good night. And she goes, I'll call you during the week. I love you, I love you too. And I didn't hear from her for three or four days. And I finally called and, and she goes, she answered, but she was very different. And she goes, can I call you back? And uh, she called back a couple minutes later. And she goes, I don't know if you hear what happened. Remember I called you the other night? Because she, she goes, I called you back. And remember I told you I hooked up with some magician guys? Well, that night I went back to my room. And like an hour later, the one guy broke into the door and raped me. Fuck. This is fucking heavy duty. I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah. A little while later, I heard something in the window. And the guy broke in. I don't know the whole fucking story. And she goes, they arrested him. And the AB, it was a CB, it was an ABC show. They canceled the fucking whole series because of that. Oh, shit. I was wondering, like, I was like, how did this yeah. come from? Was it stars doing magic? <laughs> so she, I know that she came back to L.A. to press charges. Mm-hmm. They had to go to court and shit. And she had to she moved away, but that's a true story. See, I give, I give the fucking podcast viewers some. It's Monday morning, cocksuckers. What the fuck you want? You know what I'm saying? You got to get up. You got to wash your fucking feet. You got to fucking pull the skin back on your helmet, and you got to get out there. It's a beautiful day to be alive. The sun's out. You go swimming this weekend, cocksuckers? No, I don't. I don't have to do it. When do I? It starts start October 1st. October 1st? Yes. Why don't you start tomorrow? Cause I don't want to. I don't know. I, I I was planning on going to Portland, so I didn't get the stuff, and now I don't you want to. You got a juice for how long this time? Started to do another month. Another month. How many pounds you gonna drop this time? I'd like to do the same, like fifty to seventy in between look there. At you, you handsome motherfucker. You gonna we'll go see. back to Boston, looking sharp with the broad? Yeah, I don't. I uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. I'm I'm stoned. I I, I like losing weight, but then it gets tough and. And like I put like twenty back on, so I want to I want to nip it in the bud before I put all the back on and make it like make that whole mother for nothing. You looking all handsome? Let me see the crab today. Let me see. She can uh, give it to me. Oh shit! You <laughs> bad motherfucker! You you know what I'm saying? But it's it's just funny how I didn't mean to bring. I just thought about that story yesterday about the girl and they were gonna do magic with the fucking stars and. Whatever happened to it, that's what happened to it. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. She was a good girl, too. I knew her ex-boyfriend. He moved to Houston. Why was Doug Stanhope shaving his balls on stage? Had to be about 12 years ago, maybe 15 years ago in Austin. He got banned. (laughs) I would imagine. He took his dick out and shaved his balls on stage or something. I don't fucking know. You know, a lot of people have no idea. They just signed on for the Stanhope Brigade now. Stanhope's been torturing motherfuckers for 20 years. And, how, and you lived with him for a little bit, yeah. right? How, One of these days, I'm going to get him on a live podcast, uh-huh. and we're going to fucking tell some fucking stories. How did how did that happen? That you guys ended up living together? He, I met Stanhope in basically '91 when I first got into comedy. '92, I, I was the host at the Broker in Boulder. Oh, you knew him up there? Okay, I knew him from fucking Boulder, guys. I'm no fucking Johnny Come Lately. And on t- and they used to go for Tuesdays Boulder, Wednesday off, Thursday Craig. Friday Durango and Saturday Colorado Springs. Okay, that was the week for Tribble. Tribble is still around. He books one nighters. They're rooms that are pain in the ass to do. There's a lot of driving in between. Mm-hmm. Like you got to get up. Like he'll call. Let's say you got to be in Boulder Tuesday. You got to get to Boulder by Tuesday. So since he only pays one hundred seventy-five dollars a night, you're not going to take a flight. No, you don't drive. And now the fucking gas will kill you. So you got to drive there. 
Then from there, you got to get to Craig, Colorado, which is six hours away. Mm-hmm. But you have Wednesday off, so you got two days to get up there. So you got a choice. Either you could stay in your fucking. Again, you get paid one seventy-five. What do you think? Holiday Inn Express is a buck thirty. <laughs> so there's no Holiday Inn Express for that night off. So you either got to sleep in your car or know somebody. If the comics were cool on Tuesday and I could click with them, I'd have them stay in my house. Then, oh, just, okay. Yeah, so I'd tell them, stay at the broker tonight, and tomorrow get a, a late checkout, enjoy Boulder, and call me about 5. We'd get something to eat, and you could stay over. I had just gotten divorced. So I had this huge living room, and I had a shower. Fuck it. And they would come, take a shower, and leave Thursday morning, drive to Craig. Oh, uh, okay. You know, it's good, because I knew someday I was going to need a Wednesday night cover, and I got them, you know? So he would come to town. He came twice to Boulder. Oh, the call coming in real quick. We'll finish this later. Oh, shit. What's up, man? Good morning, my friend. How are you? You know me, Doug. Jumping up and down, getting ready to go. Fucking behind the candelabra one last night. Liberace slinging dick. I'm excited today. <laughs> did, you see, did you see that movie, Joshua? Yeah, I watched it. Fucking tremendous. It was the worst piece of shit I've ever seen oh in my, my life. God. No, 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 no. See, you looked at it through a Hollywood standpoint. I looked at it for what it was. It was a creepy old guy convincing a young guy to suck his dick. That's fucking artistry where I come from. Anybody yeah, could get you, there. You get your dick sucked right now asking a 20-year-old chick to suck your dick. Wait till you're 60 and you try to get a 25-year-old guy to suck your dick. That's magic right there. Yeah, but no, not, not if you got that kind of money. Shit. He was banging... He was getting all those because once you see one, you got to figure he did it a thousand times. Now this wasn't 2013, Josh. This was the 60s, and he was slinging dick a la Michael Jackson. Yeah, but let me ask, let me tell you something. In the 60s, they they were more apt to suck dick because they had to be undercover sucking dick. They were they were, were going to get it wherever they wanted. They didn't have to be as choosy. Those guys had it rough because they also had to maintain that they were men. Now, I, I was six when I saw Liberace. I knew back then he sucked the cock. I, it didn't take no fucking genius. But you know who was the best in that movie? was Rob Lowe. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. He was amazing in that movie. He was amazing. Yeah, it was everything else was it was too stupid. It was campy. It was ridiculous. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, man. I just liked how Michael Douglas. I watched that part again last night. How Michael Douglas convinced him to suck his dick. It was, it was brilliant. <laughs> you taking notes? No, but you got to look at something like that and go, Jesus Christ, this motherfucker. That's the first time I saw it. That's what I kept looking. I'm like, what the fuck is Liberace gonna do to my name? My name. I, I have to honestly say, I've never, and not because I haven't asked. But once I ask, I just don't ask again. I've never actually tried to convince someone to suck my dick. Like a girl or a boy? A girl or a boy. But definitely never anybody. Never tried to convince anybody. Because once I say no, I'm like, all right. You've never once told a girl, like, why not? And she'll say, well, I don't do that on the weekends. Then you got them. Once they stick around. Listen, if you ask a girl to suck your dick and she sticks around, they yeah. got them. Usually if you ask a real woman to suck your dick, she'll say, I'm appalled. She'll drink, throw a drink in your face and walk away. I don't think I've ever dated anybody that knows the word appalled, so I think I'm in good shape. <laughs> I don't know it either. I just heard it the other day. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm in pretty good shape with that. I think I try to keep. Actually, look, the 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 only woman that I've ever dated that had any kind of vocabulary, I ended up marrying. So that's that's how that went. She was too smart for me. They always are. They always are. They get you through the back door. 
Look at me. I moved in. Now I got an eight-month-old fucking girl at the house. That's amazing. By the way, Joe Diaz, let me about your career, things in career. I was going to talk to you about this yesterday, but I wait today. Your career right now is probably in a better spot than it's ever been. Can we say that? Yeah, yeah. Is that crazy? Did you think at your age, did you ever come to a point where you were like, mm, I might have to stop? Three years ago. Was it three years ago? Yeah. And that's about where everything turned around for you, isn't it? Yeah. About three years ago, I was ready. When I moved to the Valley, I started seeing it for what it was. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go on the road. You know? You and I had this discussion. Yep. I, I don't mind doing television and film, but I'm not doing the shit I was doing for three years. Like, during the after-strike shit that came my way. Mm-hmm. I don't need that again, you know? I like doing spots during the week. I just don't want drama. If I got to stay out till one thirty to do a spot, it ain't a spot. I I'm agree. too fucking old for that. You got a spot at 9.30, let's get this party started. But if not, 1, 2 in the morning, I'm not doing that shit no more. And I was getting ready to quit. And I liked the podcast thing. I did like the radio aspect of it. So I asked Felicia, let's do a fucking podcast. And it only, uh, but it was a combination of a lot of things, Josh Wolf. You know, you're here for a long time. Yeah. That's the secret that a lot of people don't know. Yeah, some people come. Roseanne went to the store, and she got on the Tonight Show, and she was a paid regular one night. That's a good fucking fairy tale. Yeah. But that doesn't happen nine out of ten fucking times, you know? 99,000 out of 100,000, it doesn't happen. I, never, I mean, 99,999 out of 100,000, that doesn't happen. That never fucking happens. But here's the thing, like, I think... I, I think you and I had the same kind of feel. For me, it was like, because you keep, you're always told in this town, or you're not even told, but you kind of have that feeling once you get past a certain age, if you're not already in, you're never going to be in. You know I, what I mean? I never you believed start, that. You never believed that? Never believed that. I heard something at the store one night that destroyed me, but I thought it was the dumbest fucking statement I had ever heard. What'd you hear? I heard Messina tell... One of those dumb broads that hangs out at the store that once you're 27, you're done in this town. Remember when they were producing those Showtime specials about 10 years ago? Yeah. They produced about nine of them for nine different comics? Yeah. He was at the store telling some girl that if in this town, if you're over 26, you're dead. You're not going to make it. Your career is fucking dead. You're a nobody. I sat there and thought about it and went home. And the next night I go up there and there he is. And I pulled him aside and I go... What the fuck gibberish were you fucking talking about last night? He goes, what are you talking about? I go, you told some girl that if you're over 26, I go, you wouldn't have a fucking dime if it wasn't for Tim Allen, the fat guy with the glasses, and that other dude, and none of them were 26 when they made it. Yeah, And he looked me straight in the face. Yeah. Mid-30s, right? He looked me straight in the face, and he goes, you're right. I go, don't ever repeat that to somebody. Fucking, what's my fucking idol? He didn't make it till he was 50. Something years old. Rodney Dangerfield. Wasn't even in a fucking game till he was 50-something years old. Wow, is that true? Yeah. He was in the game, and then he got out because he had to support his family. So he sold aluminum siding in Jersey. But he kept writing, Josh. He wrote like Mitch Hedberg-type shit every day. So when he got his shot, he had three hours of material, which nobody really has. 
he had 10 hours of fucking one-liners, you know, my wife, this. Yeah. So everybody wanted to put him in everything. You got to watch that biography. It's pretty fucking good. And I didn't see it. It's pretty much mixed with Caddyshack because he started, he got so busy that he started blasting, right? They kept putting him on The Tonight Show. And every uh-huh. time he went on The Tonight Show, he did six new minutes. But this was throwaway shit for him. He had notebooks full of jokes. So they wanted Don Rickles. The studio wanted Don Rickles for Caddyshack. Harold Ramis said, fuck that noise. I want Dangerfield. They brought him down to Florida. That what whole, biography is this, on A&E? On A&E. That whole scene where he did, he wanted to quit after the first scene. That thing when he walks in, he goes, you must have been something before electricity. That whole fucking yeah. six minutes, <laughs> right <laughs> after that, when they said cut, he goes, he walked up to Harold Ramis and he goes, fire me. And he goes, why? He goes, because nobody laughed. He goes, they're not supposed to laugh. You're shooting a fucking movie, stupid. He goes, they're not laughing. Nobody's laughing. What is this shit? And he did it again, and and Rodney Dangerfield was born. But the reason that Rodney was so big was because even though he quit going on stage, he kept writing. He fucking said, fuck it. I'll get my shot eventually, and I'll have 10 hours of material. So there you have it. You, you know, that's the one thing that I, if, if there's one thing for me that has gone away a little bit, is my desire to write new material. That's the one thing. Like, I used to sit down every night, and now I'm writing other shit, but my desire to write new material, which is one of the reasons my desire to travel has dropped a little bit, has has gone. Like, when I sit down and I go, I'm going to write, it isn't comedy now that I, that I sit down and want to write. You know what I mean? So I, I struggle a little bit with that 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 fire that used to be there. Where I was like, I'm gonna write, or I'm gonna go out and just try some new shit. That fire is not there as much as it used to be. Well, I'll tell you what I started doing, which is gonna work for you because you like you like to do what I do. I'm always writing a book. Yeah. So when I open up Lift Lift and I write the fucking chapter or the scene for the day, I always leave a notebook open next to me because I'm exercising, and we all superset in the gym, right? Mm-hmm. Why not Super 7 we write? So psh, me and Josh went to the corner. We walked fucking the dog across the street. We were both coked out. And right there, I'll think about a dog joke. And I'll go to my fucking notebook, which is right there, and write, even if it's just the, not the uh, the joke out, but uh, the thought, whatever that's called, the premise. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's so weird how you struggle. You can't write dick for 90 days. And all of a sudden, you go to St. Louis... You get two premises, you bring them up on stage on Thursday, and you just wrote two, 20 fucking minutes. So those two months that you were struggling for and you were cracking, don't struggle like that. Some days comedy comes out and some days it fucking doesn't, man. That is crazy, though. I will. I do agree with that. Like There are some weeks where nothing, you sit down and fucking nothing comes out. Nothing. 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 And then all of a sudden, for two or three days in a row, you're prolific. But then, but it's that it's those two or three weeks that make you think, oh, I gotta get out. What the fuck is? Yeah, that? what the fuck am I doing? I can't write no more. What am I gonna do <laughs> yeah. when I go to this place? They seen yeah. that joke, and all of a sudden you start, and all of a sudden you get on a plane, and a baby bangs his fucking head, and you start writing on the plane. Yeah. And then you smell a fart at luggage, and you throw, and all of a sudden it starts building, and you get this momentum. And all of a sudden you left, you know, you went, you had great shows, and you came back with eleven minutes of material, and all of a sudden in three weeks you've written an album. But for six Joe, weeks before that, you were on the road. Joe Diaz, some dude, you know, farting at luggage, some dude was clipping his toenails on the plane in the row across from me. No, he wasn't. 
clipping his fucking toenails. Oh, you got to say something to that nasty motherfucker. That or eating hummus on a plane? I got to say something to you, though. Clipping his toenails, and the guy next to him wouldn't say anything. Wouldn't say anything. And I was across the aisle, and I kept looking. And all you hear is like, tick, tick, tick. And did, and he, have, like, did he have flip-flops on, this filthy fuck? No, he took his shoes and socks off. Oh shit! Like uh, like uh, like fucking John Candy in trains, planes, and automobiles, and he told he looked at Steve Martin. He goes, "Woof, my dogs are on fire." Yeah. <laughs> he took his fucking shoes and socks uh, off. Uh, the guy next to him was a, a polite white man, and decided not to say anything. And when I get off the plane, I sent some of the guy. I go. Because I was clear across. The guy was in a window all the way across, and I was in the aisle all across the other window. So I had, you know, five seats separating me. I just thought it was disgusting. I looked over, and I, I put my headphones back on and, you know, put my hoodie on and went back to sleep. But I said to the guy when I got off the plane, the guy was sitting next to him, I go, how did you not say anything to that dude clipping his toenails? He goes, he paid for his seat just like I did. I go, no, 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 no. No. He paid for his seat. He did, he did not pay extra to take his shoes and socks off and clip his fucking toenails. Are you crazy? The guy was like, well, it's America. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Dude, how gross is that? You know, man, it's fucking crazy out there. There's some <laughs> filthy motherfuckers out there. Mm-mm. I would never I... dream of taking my foot out in fucking public like that. No. That fucking hoof. And... No. I, I, the only thing I take out I've started to do like you. I take my little G pen out everywhere in public, but that's about it. Let me tell you something. I was on a plane two weeks ago coming back from, uh, I think, New York, and I had a ball itch that was brutal. And I was high as fuck on an edible, and for some reason I had the window seat. I had the middle open, but I had some lady in the outside, and I did not have the balls to get up. I was so high, Josh Wolf. I was on fire on one of those fucking Deca Chews, whatever. Those Gumi Bears. I don't even know what the fuck. The Chiba Chews? Yeah, but now they got the Gumi Bears, 275 milligram. I gave one to Lee at the Ice House Friday. His eyeballs almost blasted out of his Wait, fucking... what is it? What's a Gumi Bear? Is it like a gummy bear? Yeah, a gummy bear. Only a Gumi Bear because you're fucking all goomed up. How, how many do you eat? I eat about 10 of them. You know me. I'm a fucking gorilla. <laughs> it's 270... How much of a Chiba Chew do you eat? Uh, not to it's weird if I'm gonna work out I can't eat edibles no more because they get my anxiety going like I, I when I do the treadmill or whatever the fuck I do when I start breathing hard yeah I think I'm gonna have a heart attack so I stopped with the fucking edibles before I work out if I have a clear day then fuck it I'll blast those motherfuckers like a soldier how much how much of a chiva are you putting down I could throw down a whole 175 for breakfast get the fuck out of Shit, here. like a soldier. Ugh. I could pop one of those in 10 minutes when I get home without even thinking, but I wouldn't. I'll pop a hybrid or a sativa chiba chew just to get the party started, just to get the blood going. And then by 2 o'clock, you know, I got to face my fears and I got to figure what to do. But if I don't have like uh, jujitsu at night or something like that, I will blast one at 6 o'clock and go for If I don't have a spot, Joshua, what am I? Unless I. Listen. Those days of staying up till two and trying to be prolific and writing, those days are long gone. No, gone. All right. So what what are you up for? To do what? To watch what? Oh what? no, I don't stay up past all that. Yeah, I can't do it no more. I had to be here at six. I gotta get up at four forty five, right? 
I go to bed at 9.30 on these nights. Unless you're paying me, you're not getting me out of the house on a Tuesday or a Sunday night because I want to be fresh here. This is why I need to be fresh. Yeah, but I, 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 if, I, if I'm doing a spot, like when I do sometimes you do three shows on the road, which are brutal, like on a Saturday night, but if I'm at my house, I'm in my bed by 11. It's not even, it's not even a question. But I, I, don't, I don't write at night anymore. I don't write it anymore. I only write during the day. That's it. I love getting up in the middle of the night still. That's my best. And do what? If I wake up at 3.15 and I pee and I can't go back to bed, I hit that coffee machine, I get one of those cups, I go in there, I roll a fucking joint, I check my Twitter, Facebook, Outlook, Gmail, and right from there, I'll drink half a cup of coffee, half that fucking joint. I just Because for a guy like me, even if I write a paragraph, it's worth it. If I get up at 3.15 in the morning... I'm gonna punch myself in the face. I'm gonna no, uh, Josh Wolf, you, if get up sometime. Next time you can, you get up at two in the morning and you can't go to the TV, wait five minutes, go make a cup of coffee, take two hits off the G pen, and open up the computer. You're gonna be surprised what happens at three in the morning. It's a complete different situation in your home. You used to write at that time years ago, and you got positive results. Yeah, but I, if I do it now, I'm gonna end up looking at porn. Well, you look at porn, you, you, you whack off quick, and you get it out of the way. I do the same thing, you know. It's not, You don't even have to, have to look at porn. You just have to think about it and whack off on the computer while you're typing in something else. And I'm lefty. I'm ambidextrous. I can hit it from both angles, you know me. No, I can't. Lefty is, is uncomfortable. I'm a lefty motherfucker. I'll type on the computer. I'll be in there hitting fucking Hotmail with my right hand and whacking off with the other. Remind me never to touch your fucking keyboard. No, I'm not one of those juicy motherfuckers. I don't like that. But I'm saying, <laughs> if you got a whack, it's not like you're in the middle of a paragraph. If, if Josh Wolf, if you're writing, yeah. and you're in the middle of a paragraph, and you're getting somewhere, porn is the last thing on your mind. Wow. When you're in the second sentence of this paragraph that's already typed out in your mind, yeah. there's nothing that will make you stop, because that's basically the best feeling in the world. When I could put a, a paragraph on paper... For me, yeah. that's almost as good as killing with the first fucking joke. I agree with that. I agree with that. Let me ask you something. Did you watch the Emmys last night? Uh, I watched back and forth. I watched, uh, I saw when Matt Damon and Liberace were giving somebody yeah. an award. That's it. That's all I saw. Why? What happened I, at the Emmys? No, no, no. I don't fucking why. I, I, I don't get why. Like, I, I guess I get why people watch the Emmys. But for me, I'll, I'm going to watch the Emmys when somebody I know is going to win an Emmy. But other than that, I, I, I got no interest in it. I got no interest in it at fucking all. But, and I feel like, I think, and I keep thinking that I'm the only person in this business who doesn't care. I don't care, Joe Diaz. I don't fucking care. The Steelers and the Bears were on. I knew the Bears were going to cover. I mean, I did not care at all. At all. Let me ask I don't, you know, what, I don't what, know any of those dudes. What happens the day that me and you have to go to one of those events? Well, then you know, I, then there's going to be a day where I'm going to have to go to one of those Emmy Award things. But Joe Diaz, when you put on a tuxedo and yeah. go and sit in that oh. crowd, I will watch that. Oh. I will watch Oh, that. that's got to be fucking pain. I heard those things are a nightmare because they make you get up in between. Like, let's say you need to get up. You need to get up only for a commercial break. Then they won't put the camera over there while you get up and go outside and smoke and shit like that. I heard it's a fucking nightmare. Well, then you got to wait until commercial break to come back in. Too. Yeah, you yeah. have to wait the commercial break to come back in. I heard it's a fucking nightmare. And then you got to go talk to those people who don't really give a fuck about anything about you or why you're there. All they give a fuck about is God knows what. 
I don't, but that's the thing, man, is I don't, and I, and I think it's basically because I don't know any of those people, and since I don't really know any of those people, I can't root for them. Like, I don't know if they're, I don't give a shit. Do me a favor, Lee, press up uh, when Matt, Marlon Brando won the Academy Award and he sent the Indian to, <laughs> to collect this award. See, that's what I would do. If, I, if they called me Friday and said, Joey, you're definitely fucking winning. I would get so much anxiety that I'd get like a crack hole. In Hollywood on Friday night, give it like three G's and go look at you going to the fucking Oscars, all right? And you're going to go. Do you remember when Brody brought that homeless guy on stage at the Comedy Underground? Yes, I do. And then he thought it was going to be funny, and then the dude turned out he was threatening that he was going to kill everybody. <laughs> Let me tell you something, bro. It's homeless at the Comedy Store on Sunday nights. You ever go to the Comedy Store on a Sunday night? One night yeah. they're going to shoot somebody up there. I've always said that that's if anything is going to go down, it's going to be up there on a Sunday night when those Joe, 200 misfits with dreams go up there. Joe, Scott, Scott Wolf and I went down there one time when I first got into town. It was a Sunday night, right? We're sitting in the audience, and this dude comes in in a ski mask. This is true. And he sits down. And uh, <clears throat> sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, and you know, a couple comics say something to him. And at one point in time, he stands up with a ski mask on. He's got in this deep voice and just says, don't talk to me, motherfucker, to the comic. Sits back down. Ten minutes later, gets up and walks out. Yeah. We look out the window, dude in the ski mask is getting arrested. This was the first, this was the very first time I moved to L.A. So this was back when Scott was on Saved by the Bell and all that shit, right? Um, we look outside. Dude's getting arrested. He had robbed that liquor store down the street and on the way to wherever he was going he stopped into the comedy store to hear some jokes on a Sunday night <laughs> he had a bag with him and a fucking ski mask on he stopped in the comedy store to hear a couple jokes before he escaped from the cops or maybe he thought he was going to get in there and, and that's where he was going to hide but he ended up getting arrested somebody almost got shot that night that's stupidest, the, the stupidest burglar of all time left, left his ski mask on but it was pretty crazy. You know, I went to <clears throat> I went to lunch a couple months ago with Rudy Sarzo. He was on the podcast, the bass player from Ozzy Osbourne. Mm -hmm. He's a Cuban kid, and we were talking about musicians. And he was saying that it's so amazing how there's a fine line between what we do and mental health. Like, a lot of these people ain't fucking right. And a lot of those comics at the comedy store on Sunday nights, they ain't fucking right. No. But... I went to an audition last week. I went to an audition for that Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and it was for a pizza guy, Sal. And there was a guy before me, Josh Wolf. As soon as I walked into the audition, I smelled something. And I didn't know what I smelled. You ever walk into something and you smell something, and you're like, hmm, maybe that's the aura of the office, or maybe somebody in here smells like dick. Where was this guy? You ready for this? This was a role for a pizza man. This guy got white pants, a white T-shirt, he didn't even rub tomato sauce on him. He rubbed red paint on him. What? Yes, and he put a schmuck on, and he rubbed red paint on that, and guess what he did to be remembered for the role? Guess what he fucking did in 2013 in Hollywood, and some agent sent this motherfucker out. He ordered a pizza to the office. No, he rubbed garlic on his neck all over himself. That's what I was smelling. No. So they had had him there for like 40 minutes, and every time she came out, she would say, 
we're going to see you in a minute. Like they were trying to get an excuse, why not? And it was down to him and me, and they brought him in. And I heard his read, and you could hear both the casting lady and the other lady going, that was tremendous. And the guy's like, okay, it's Garlic Man. And they're like, okay, uh, we're going to call your agent. We love you. Thank you very much. And this guy went into a 10-minute dialogue on why this was going to be great, him booking his first role and why he rubbed the oh garlic on his God. neck. And when he walked out, the ladies went in with Febreze and they got me and they both looked at each other and they were like, that was fucked up. That don't was you, fucked up. Don't you wish when you walked into a casting director's office and you auditioned for something, don't you wish that they told you what they really thought? I always wished. Because they always said, great job. No, no, great job. I always wish they said, hey, you know what? That's not going to work for us. We wish you had done this. Because at least I would have gotten better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, they can't, but they're so chicken shit or they, they, they treat everybody like like children. But treat me like a grown-up and tell me what I did wrong so I can get better the next time I come in and see you. But let me tell you something, my friend. I wouldn't tell Garlic Man he was doing a bad job. <laughs> I'm trying to get that motherfucker out of there, too. I'm not going to even start a conversation with that fucking moron. He tried to come out and talk to me. I just looked the other way and walked in there and avoided him. He was what one is, of those people. He was just one of worst, those people. What's the worst decision you ever made in an audition? What you thought going in, this is going to be this is a good idea. I know what mine was, for sure. A couple of years ago, I had an audition for this show. This had to be eight years ago, called American Family. Mm-hmm. Way before. Uh, oh, okay, no, that was a good decision. A bad decision? I went in for a role as roommate that was all fucked up. Like, he was one of those roommates that didn't pay rent. They built on your mm-hmm. couch, you know. So in my perverted cocaine mind, I said, this guy does blow. Maybe I'll go into the audition coked up for the night before. And that's exactly what I did. And the lady threw me out of the audition. No. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Some lady at Fox said to me, don't even read. Look at the shape of you. Get out of here. I did kind of the same thing. This guy was supposed to be a loser, you know, a guy who never got off the couch. So I, in my brain, thought he was going to be a drinker. So I had a couple pops, and I went in and, and sloppily ate a bag of chips as I did the audition. Like, chips fly all over the place. She went with my mouth open and stuff. It was for a Sherry O'Terry pilot. And she was in the room. And she, after we read, she goes, okay, I just got to ask you one question. What's with the chips? Why chips? I was like, well, I thought maybe he ate chips. I'm like, and she goes, maybe he does, but he doesn't in, in his auditions. And I was like, fair enough. <laughs> okay, I'll see you later. And that was it. Damn, it was a bad idea. I had a couple pops, eating some ruffles. Not a good look. I had one for before American Family was American Family was a different show, but oh, Modern Family! I'm confusing it. This was called American Family. And that was, was a, the Hispanic. It was Edward <clears throat> James Almost, right? No, this was a show about a white family that had moved up, and then they realized they were in the wrong neighborhood. And I played the neighbor. And when they first move in the pilot, they go outside, and the neighbor doesn't have a pool, but he has a Puerto Rican pool. Uh-huh. You know, like a circle pool, yeah, and he's out yeah, there yeah. watering the lawn, looking at the neighbors, going, this is a great life, isn't it? This To this guy, this was everything. So I went into this audition, and all these guys are in there. The guy from, uh, you know, Johnny Rose Beef is there. The guy from Splash is there. The, the big yeah. guy. All these guys are there, and I'm like, dog, I, I'm not going to get this as an actor. I got to outwit these motherfuckers as a comic. So I had sweatpants on. 
And for some reason, Josh Wolf, I wore underwear. Tiny, you never wear underwear. Never. I wore tidy whiteies on, and I had a warm-up shirt and a guinea white T-shirt on. And my plan was to take the shirt off, the 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 just what, the, what, the hooded how switch. Much, how much did you weigh at the time? Four fifteen. Throwing heat like a motherfucker. <laughs> Armpit rolls, the whole fucking deal, right? I take the warm-up jacket off, and I just take the and I just have the wife beater on. That was the initial plan. But as I'm walking, and I go, maybe I should drop my fucking pants. And make believe I'm watering the fucking thing. And I don't know what my line was. My line was like, you know, isn't this great? Listen, Joshua, if I walk in and the two girls in the office are looking at each other like, oh, my God, they're looking through paperwork. And they go, yeah, yeah, come right in. And I go, this is my chance to drop my pants. I take my pants off. I take my shoes off. I'm sitting there with underwear and no shirt on. Tits are hanging. Gray hair. I got like one long gray hair on my chest. They turn around to look at me with underwear on. And I have the hose in my hand, like in my hand, I have my hand on. I go, look at me, living like a doctor, bitches. <laughs> no, it went right over. They booked me on site. <laughs> they called my agent and said, we, we just ran into the best audition of all time. The guy confused. I've done a thousand. One time I went in for that stupid show, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. And I had no underwear on. And as I went to sit down, you know when you have a little hole in your pants? You always have a hole in your it pants. Could, no, not anymore. It caught the armrest of wait, the wait thing. A second, wait a second. You don't have holes in your pants anymore? No, 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 no. I'm Since I've known you, always a hole in your pants. Well, that no was underwear. part of the fucking angle to have a hole so somebody could see your cock and suck it. But now, you know, I can't be walking around with holes in my pants. I'm a 50-year-old man, dog. I can't do that shit. But I went to this audition, Josh Wolf, and as I went to sit down, my pants ripped. And my balls fell out. And I looked at all three women, and I go, did you see the Cuban egg roll? And they fucking lost it. Quack, 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 quack. I call it the egg roll because it's uncircumcised. And I just went, and I just did not stop. I just fucking went over them and rolled over them until they said, we love you. And I left. And as I'm to my car at Fox, I got a call from my agent. They want you to go back. You forgot to read. That's hilarious. I went back. You going to start the car? Yeah. Okay. I went back. I went back red and got the fucking roll. And then when I got to the set, I was the wrong guy. And if you ever watch How I Met Your Mother, you'll see me standing there like an extra. They pretty much hated me because they hired me because my pants, my dick. So what's going on with this podcast you're doing? You're not uh, doing a podcast, podcast with our Tuesday buddy night. no more, right? Every Tuesday night. It's called Off the Rails uh, with Josh Wolf. Uh, we do it Tuesdays up on iTunes on Wednesday morning. But you can also, we, we do it at a place where we do it live. We stream it live. So you can watch it, but you can also call in. So it's kind of like a radio show slash podcast. So we have a good time. But you're going to come do it with me, right? October 8th. October 8th, you're going to sit in with me for two hours. Two hours, from 7 yeah, to 9 listen, on a Tuesday night. I got to, uh, but we um, we get a little stupid, just like this one. We're, we, I think we're, you, our, my podcast is a little, uh, yours is very, very real. We keep it a little lighter. All right. But, but equally stupid. I'm there. All right. And I, Jacob just woke up. I got to take him to school. I love you. Send him my love. Thank you for calling him, brother. Absolutely, anytime, buddy. Let's Stay blackish. All right, All right, bye. Let me give some shout-outs to some beautiful fucking people today. Dan T, Jeff Goodluckin' Court, Chris Monkey, Iris Abar, Water Boxer, Profound Wizard. I love you motherfuckers. Like I said, do not forget, 
I'm only going to be at Helium this Friday and Saturday. The Thursday night show has been canceled. Call Helium and find out what they're doing with the Thursday night tickets. And that's it, motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Do you want me to play the Indian for the Mar- Marlon Brando? Yeah, yeah, play the Indian for the Godfather. This motherfucker sent an American Indian up there to win. And a uh, lady. And she's in the full, yeah, she's in the full thing. Hello. My name is Sasheen Littlefeather. I'm Apache, and I'm president of the National Native American Affirmative Image Committee. I'm representing Marlon Brando this evening, and he has asked me to tell you in a very long speech, which I cannot share with you presently because of time, but I will be glad to share with the press afterwards, that he very regretfully cannot accept this very generous award. And the reasons for this being are the treatment of American Indians today (laughs) by the film industry. Excuse me. Marlon Brando, don't fuck around, dog. Sent an Indian. And on television, in movie reruns, and also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I beg at this time that I have not intruded upon this evening and that we will in the future our hearts and our understandings will meet with love and generosity thank you on behalf of Marlon Brando are you fucking kidding me that's how you sling dick (laughs) you send the Indian (laughs) or now you gotta send the Jew or a fucking Indian and he sent the Indian with the feather she's beautiful right you know what she's looking like she's looking she don't fuck this is more. What's your name? Like Little Feather? Yeah, Little Feather. <laughs> fuck it. I ain't going. I'm sitting in Little Feather out of respect. Oh, they start booing her a little That's bit. That's respect. Now. They don't give a fuck. That's my. Bro, you gotta fight. These people are gonna fuck with you, so you gotta fuck with them too before they fuck with you. Then they know you ain't fucking around no more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you learn something new every fucking Monday here on the church of what's happening now. And let me tell you something else. You see, you're looking at me going, Joe, you're looking fucking good today. You know why? I'm using that butter from shaveclub.com. I'm telling you right now, you guys are slipping. For a dollar a month, you get four razors, two blades, right? Mm-hmm. For $6 a month, you get four razors, three blades, with a fucking aloe vera strip to give you moisturizer. For the nine bucks a month, which is how much a year, my friend? Fucking. 108. Yeah. Don't fuck with me no more. I'm going to fucking roll. Absolutely. You get the shave kit, the, the four razors, you get the handle. It'll make me break in the head. It's, like, it's, it's as heavy as a new chuck. So if somebody fucks you, you can hit them in the fucking head with that razor. <laughs> and you get the ass wipes. One wipe Charlie's. Wipe, one wipe Charlie's. Flavored peppermint. So if she likes the rim job, your asshole tastes like peppermint. Let me tell you something, too. And if you have a hemorrhoid, it works the other way. It'll sting the fuck out of that hemorrhoid. <laughs> and, uh, and you get the cocoa butter. It's not like shaving cream. You put it on the shower... And it cleanses on. I tell you what, man. I don't have to shave for like four fucking weeks. I can be on Papillon. I'll be looking smoother than a motherfucker. Like I told you earlier, go to Hulu Plus. If you're not getting the seven ninety nine a month from Hulu Plus, you're fucking slipping. Go to the box on Hulu Plus and press what? Joey. Joey. J O E Y. Get two weeks for free on the fucking arm, so you see what it's all about. So what? Give them the credit card. You didn't want a commitment from you too. Just tell them no, and that's it. It's over. They don't need you seven ninety nine a month. These guys are fucking making millions. More show movies. They got little Chinese boys in Bangkok jumping up and down in the shower. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, and for Dollar Shave Club, we pressed in uh, church. 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 
and then at Hulu Plus, Joey, and they have like the the awesomes with uh, Seth Meyers, and they have Moon Boy with Chris O'Dowd. That the shows they're doing themselves. That's so, right. They have fucking automatic. They're programming right there, and you're wasting your time deciding. So you get the fucking deal for eight bucks. And then you get HBO, like, Lee's going to get till they don't embarrass me. For $9.99, I'm going to get the HBO. I think I'm going to get a TV for my bedroom. So that's what you need. And you get the HBO in your bedroom. When your wife comes over, you can rub her toes. You can feed a little fucking burritos. Who's better than you? <laughs> You're both on the bed laying naked. You're not out here on this fucking couch. You feed up. I went in there, you fucking had peanuts all over your thing like a slob. You, you're yeah, killing me, though. You're I'm, killing me. I'm not me. on my couch on a TV you're gonna be tray a, You're going to be a night. pimp. You're going to be a pimp. Yeah, she wasn't here when I had that out. Despicable. I got some peanuts. I, I thought... You going to put peanuts in the juices, too? No. You want to smoke some more pot? Stab you in the neck with You want a gummy bear? No, I do. Not right now. Why not right now? Because I have to go to... I have to be at work in two hours. So you'll be perfect. Right? No, I won't. You'll be brand new. You'll be like, wake up to make up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, it's a beautiful fucking day to be alive. You got the shout-outs. Another thing, I worked out three days in a row. I didn't work out because, you know, I wanted to. I'm 50 fucking years old. My joints hurt. My back hurts. You know, I can't be jumping around with joints. And I rolled two of those fucking days. You know why? Shroom Tech. Shroom Tech Sport. You take three of those an hour before you fucking work out. And I'll tell you what, man, you'll last a lot longer. Yesterday, I had a hard time breathing, but after I caught on, I rolled. You know, and I got my ass kicked, but I fucking rolled. They held my fucking sleeves. I didn't know how to get out of it. They were killing me yesterday. Some kids from a different school came by from Northridge, uh, and they were great. Two Spanish kids. They were fucking amazing. This Argentinian kid was amazing. But anyway... Go to fucking onit.com. See what new stuff they had. I went to lunch with Arbor the other day. They're going to release Vanilla Hemp Force. That's right. You heard it here. Vanilla Hemp Force. You think the fucking chocolate's good? Wait till you taste the vanilla. He said it took him like a year to get the right fucking vanilla. So there you have it. Arby's out there fucking busting his ass for you guys. Go to Onit. Get the Shroom Tech Sport if you're having a hard time fucking breathing. Get the Alpha Brain if you're having a hard time thinking. If you can't make a fucking decision, should I suck a dick or should I eat her ass? Get the fucking Onit. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck, Lee? Don't be making faces at me, cocksucker. Go to Onit and press what, Papa? Church. Church. C H R. C H U R C H. See, I haven't had my alpha brain yet. Just my high blood pressure medication. <laughs> but you motherfuckers know what I'm talking about. I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. I'm happy you're here on Monday mornings to rock out with us. I want to thank Josh Wolf for calling. Don't forget Tuesdays. He's on the whatever network, the Ant Toad Network, whatever the fuck it is, Pod Toad, whatever. Toad Hop. Toad Hop. I'm sorry. Network. See my man Josh Wolf. He always got some good stories for you. And I'm going to be on on the eighth. And that's it. I'm real sorry, Portland. I'm going to be taping a TV show and you guys will be seeing me going, that's my fucking dog. We smoke dope together. But you're still there Friday and Saturday. I'm still there Friday and Saturday. I'm going to give you the best I fucking got. You know what I'm saying? We ain't fucking around no more. Have a great day. Uh, whoever's up there looking out for you, fucking light a candle. Let the fucking universe know you love it today. And that's the only way they'll love you back. If you tell the universe, I fucking love you, cocksuckers. Let's do this. Let's do it. What's up, baby? Nothing. Now that the show is over, don't forget to sign up for your free trial. Until the show is over. You did. Did I? Yeah. All right, then the show's over. <laughs> is it not? Sure. You're the boss. I'm too high to be messing with like that. I ain't messing with you. I love you. I'm <laughs> happy you guys came out today to watch, man. Thank you very much. Now, now Joey packs up. Now that the show is over, don't forget to sign up for your free trial of Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus lets you binge on thousands of hit shows anytime, anywhere on your TV, PC, smartphone, or tablet. Support this podcast and get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus when you go to HuluPlus.com slash Joey or Hulu just Plus. go to... HuluPlus.com slash Joey.
or go to joeydiaz.net and click on the banner. Uh, and don't forget to sign up for your free trial. Oh, don't forget to sign up for dollarshaveclub.com. A dollar, six dollars, and nine dollars. Stop being a cheap fuck. Look after your face. I'm an ugly fuck, and I shave every fucking day. Nice. They got great fucking razors. I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't have it on the podcast if they weren't great, solid fucking razors. Do yourself a favor today for one dollar. Are you kidding me? And the $6 one, you can shave her pussy with. Who's better than fucking you? Go out there, sign up right now. What's the code word? Joey, go to uh, dollarshaveclub.com forward slash church. And that's it. Or just go to Joey's.net. Who's better than fucking you? Who's better than these motherfuckers, Lee? Hit them with some music. What do you got for me? Hit them. Oh, have a great day today. Don't let nobody tell you you can't do dick. If you want to do it, you can do it. Get out there. Put that dick in your fucking hand and say, I'm here and I'm committing, you bad motherfuckers. What? Fake niggas don't make it back. Sleeping is the cousin to death. I'm up, you flipping with the funky rhythm. I be kicking, musician, inflicting composition of pain. I'm like Scarface, sniffing cocaine, holding an M16. See, with the pen, I'm extreme. Now, bullet holes left in my peak holes. I'm suited up with street clothes. Hand me a nine and out the feet froze. Y'all know my steelo with or without the airplay. I keep some E and J sitting bent up in the stairway. I either on the corner betting grants with the CeeLo champs. Laughing at base heads, trying to sell some broken amps. G-Packs get off quick forever, nigga. Talk shit, reminiscing about the last time the task force flipped. Niggas be running through the block shooting. Time to start the revolution. Catch a body half for Houston. Once they caught us off guard, the Mac 10 was in the grass. And I ran like a cheetah with thoughts of an assassin. Picked the Mac up, told brothers back up. The Mac spit, lead was hitting niggas. One ran, I made a backflip. Heard a few chicks scream. My arms shook, couldn't look. Gave another squeeze, heard it click. Yo, my shit is stuck. Tried to cock it, it wouldn't shoot. Now I'm in danger. Finally pulled it. Saw three bullets caught up in the chamber So now I'm jetting to the building lobby And it was full of children Probably couldn't see as high as I be It's like the game ain't the same Got younger niggas pulling the triggers Bringing fame to their name And claim some corners Crews without guns and corners And 